Hey everyone, this is That Guy in Hutch, Jason Probst, and you're listening to That Podcast in Hutch. Today I'm going to be visiting with Joe Coles. He's an educational consultant out in southwestern Kansas, and the way I came to know Joe was through a friend of, a mutual friend of ours, Representative Boyd Orr. Back in October, Boyd gave me a call and said, Jason, we're, we're doing something out here that I really want people to know about. And he, he wondered if, if I'd be interested in it. And I said, well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to learn about it. So come the end of October, I drove out to Sublette, Kansas, and joined Boyd and Joe and about 130 area high school students. And what, they, what they've done out there is, is really pretty remarkable to me. They identified a problem, and that's you know no secret to anybody in Kansas that most of the rural areas of the state have been losing population for a number of years. And they wondered what they might be able to do about that. So a lot of leaders in the, in the area got together and they started a program where they, kind of a leadership program initially, and then it moved into sort of an educational program. But what it really is about is showing high school students what sort of careers might be available for them in Southwest Kansas and what sort of life they might be able to build in Southwest Kansas. And as I sat out there, it was an all day deal. And you'll hear Joe and I talk about this at one point. Uh, no one was bored throughout that thing. Joe did a really good job of keeping the information fresh and moving throughout the day. Um, but also kids got a real sense of uh, belonging, I think. If they, if they want a life out there, they're, they're, there's one for them. And there are people that are willing to help make that happen. And as far as helping them navigate their path through college, helping them find jobs at employers they might not have known existed in that area. But to me, the, the real beauty of this is you can, you can hear and, and feel Joe's passion for improving the lives of children and improving the lives of everyone in the region. And I hope you'll enjoy this conversation today. I do want to warn you that the sound quality might be a little different than what you're used to. Uh, beings that we're quite a ways apart, we did this over Zoom and recorded the audio off of that. And we're going to try to make it as good as we can for you, but it it is probably not going to be as clean as it would be if we were in a in a studio with with our own equipment. But I hope you'll you'll enjoy this. You know, I think that there are parts of Kansas that a lot of us don't get to very often, and uh, I think sometimes we don't have a quite enough appreciation for uh, life in those areas and for the people in those areas and the work they do uh, on a very regional and community and statewide basis to try to make life better um, and try to create something good. Um, that's one of the things I really took away from that, and I hope you'll take that away too. Uh, here's my conversation with Joe Cole. Joe, thanks for coming on today. Um, I want to make sure everyone, I tell everyone how how I came about this. So I'm I'm just here one day and and Representative Boyd Orr calls me and he says Jason there's something happening out here in Southwest Kansas you've got to know about uh, I'd really like it if you could help us get some attention to it or or whatever and I was curious enough I said well Boyd I'll just come out because um, I want to know and I'll write a little bit about it and uh, so I go out there on on a really windy day 
and drove out to Sublette. And uh, when I got there, uh, there was, you know, a handful of adults uh, from different schools there. But the remarkable thing was that I think there was about 130 kids there from area high schools that had all come together. And basically, you guys have created something out there. And it's a real big collaborative effort to show kids in that area that if they want to stay there, they, they can find jobs, they can build a family, they can build a career, and they can build themselves a really good life out in Southwest Kansas. So, so I thought I'd just open it up to you. And, and the first question would be, what kind of what got you guys thinking about it? And how did that process unfold? Well, Jason, first, uh, I think Boyd for getting a hold of you. He's really been an unbelievable teammate with us. Uh, we started, I think it was maybe not, uh, 2016. Um, I'm an independent educational consultant, and I was speaking with a group of superintendents in Wichita, and one of my good friends was talking, uh, he was a superintendent at Leavenworth, um, was talking about how he created a, 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 a much more advanced program for vocational education, uh, VOTEC type careers in his school and how that impacted his school. So I'm coming back, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, I get into most of the schools, not only in the state of uh, Kansas, but particularly in Southwest Kansas and how many of our smaller, our, our, our schools are getting smaller, our communities are getting smaller. And I'm thinking, now, what can we do instead of complain about why are we getting smaller? Why aren't kids staying? What's something we can do about it? So we, we started processing what kind of careers. Uh, I hate to use the term jobs. I like to use the term careers because a career is something that somebody loves to do and they're passionate about it. A job is just a job. And so we looked at what kind of careers are out here that are available for many of our graduates. And we, uh, we, we, we kind of narrowed down to vocational type careers and, and that to start with. Now, we, uh, we were actually looking at other types of careers, but we started vocationally. So we started a, uh, a little process. We called it Gray County uh, Vocational Program. And we invited uh, the three schools in Gray County, which is uh, South Gray, Montezuma, Copeland, uh, Cimarron, and Ingalls. And we got their superintendents. Uh, we got uh, Dot City Votech, Garden City Votech, and we just started meeting. We threw in a couple businesses uh, with that. Davis Electric was one, and we started brainstorming. We got people from the community. Uh, we brought in people from our nursing homes to everything. We just started brainstorming, and what can we do? And uh, and it was really interesting how people just jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, at first, we realized, we said, hey, not only do we need to create uh, careers and help these kids with careers, but we need child care, we need affordable housing. And so we've been going back and forth on this thing. Uh, we'd meet every couple months and just brainstorm and do a little bit of things. We would get our, our VOTEC programs, Dodge and Garden at that time, and we've now got Seward County that would kind of come up with different types of programs we could get our kids interested in. Uh, but what really changed things is, is uh, uh, then the, we, we started 
branching out and, and other schools, other counties, other people said, hey, we want to be part of this. And then uh, Tom Jones, who's with High Plains Feed Yards, uh, and he is, he's also on the Advantage Kansas uh, committee that is the governor's put together and how do we keep our graduates uh, in Kansas. And he, he jumped on board and then Boyd Orr got there and Jay's there, the the superintendent of, at uh, Montezuma South Gray, uh, he got into it and, and it just blew up. And uh, we started coming up with ideas. The first thing we did is we had a, a day where uh, we brought some leadership kids in to the High Plains Feed Yards. They have a facility that will hold 200 people. And Tom said, you can use this anytime you want. And so we brought in a group of students. Uh, we brought in some vocational people just to visit with these students, uh, see these students in action. Uh, uh, it, we referred it to like a, uh, somebody hosting a group of high school basketball players from the state and bringing in college coaches and letting them observe those basketball players, but also the basketball players getting to know those coaches and where they can develop relationships and see people in action. So we decided we'd try to do that in the business world. And it started out basically in Gray County and added a few more. And we had tremendous feedback, tremendous success. We had businesses develop relationships with kids. Uh, they offered to uh, help pay for some of their schooling if they'd come back and go to work for them. Uh, kids got exposed to job opportunities that they had never even heard of or never thought of. And uh, then when COVID came, we kind of had to back off of that a little bit. And as far as meeting in groups and that. And so uh, we just brainstormed some more. But then we finally said, we've got to get out and we've got to do it. And so what we've done recently is our committee had a group of people from all over, actually all over Kansas, but mostly Southwest Kansas, uh, said, let's narrow down to what we call four showcases. Four showcases, areas of need. One was voca uh, vocational, one was agriculture, one was education, and one was healthcare. And our first one that we held was agriculture. And uh, we had, uh, I think I have it right here, we had 167 kids attend. We had 16 businesses present to them. We had uh, sponsors in the school, whether they're counselors or whether they're FFA people or what came in and we did a similar setting. We also teach these kids some leadership skills. Uh, Something that we found out, and this is this is why it's a win-win, Jason, is uh, we do a lot of leadership stuff on our own with kids. I do, and uh, business, and then I train businesses also in 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 uh, team building and and first impressions and that. So I'm asking businesses. I said, what are our kids lacking when they come to you to be uh, to interview for a job? When they come to you to to go work for you. What are some things that we're lacking in education that they need? And hit, they almost to a T, almost every business shared. Number one is that kids uh, are, are not self-starters in today's world. Uh, they, they, they come in, they're waiting until they're being told 
before they do something. Uh, they, they don't have that initiative. And I got to thinking, what are we teaching in schools? What are we doing so often in our lives is we're, we're telling kids and showing kids we're not empowering kids and allowing kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second thing they talked a lot about was how, and this leads to why they don't try new things, is they're afraid to make mistakes. And if you really look at that, uh, you know, why do some kids not play sports? Because they're afraid to make a mistake and then be criticized for it. Or why don't they step up and, and lead because they're afraid to make a mistake? So this really come out interesting. So our trainings, including giving them an opportunity to come up with ideas of their own, we're allowing and empowering these kids and also to get up in front of people. And sometimes we make a mistake, but we learn from that. So in a training, we have speakers come in from a variety of, of businesses, but we also give them some, some the, work with the students on some skills for real life. And uh, so uh, that's kind of how it got started. And so far this year, we've had of those four uh, showcases, our first one, uh, like we like we said, was was agriculture. Then you came to the education one, yep. and we had almost the same numbers there, almost two hundred people total. And then our ag one, um, excuse me, our vocational one was supposed to be last week, and it got postponed. Uh, and we're going to reschedule it, and then we'll have a healthcare one in the in uh, end of March. And and we're brainstorming for some more uh, for middle school, maybe over the summer, uh, and and looking at other careers. But uh, we feel like that uh, the the showcases have been really a win win. It's getting businesses involved. It's getting uh, uh, schools involved. Our counselors. We actually had a counselors conference where we brought businesses in and they spoke with counselors. Of, of Southwest Kansas, uh, Western Kansas counselors. So counselors could hear about job opportunities and things like that. So we feel good in the direction that we're going. So one of the things, I had a couple of questions uh, based on what you were saying there. Um, what kind of jobs did, did students learn about uh, that they could find in agri, or what kind of careers could they find in agriculture that they might not have known about otherwise? Uh, a great example is uh, uh, they call it MJE Incorporated out of Montezuma, Kansas. Uh, they build a lot of feed yards. They they do a lot of dirt work for things, but and they they do it all over all over the nation. Well, they have 200 employees, and that's everything from accountants to people that that drive uh, uh, tractors to 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 le- level ground, to mechanics that work on them, uh, those kind of things. So there's a ton of careers right here in our area, just in, in one company. But we also brought people in, uh, for instance, from uh, CropQuest who were uh, agronomists. And so it's not just limited to a high school career, a vocational career. We're looking at careers that... Um, that that a four-year degree, uh, but they're they're here. They can live in different parts of the state and still work for that company. It's not like that company's out of Dodge City, but you don't have to live in Dodge City to to be an agronomist. They have agronomists in in uh, Comanche County. They have them in uh, other counties. They have them in Northeast Kansas. They have them. Uh, we looked at. Uh, 
uh, crop insurance, for example, a crop insurance adjuster uh, uh, that you could live all over, you know, where you want and work out of a company in, in Omaha, Nebraska, but you can still locate in Western Kansas. Uh, we, we looked at uh, in the feed yard management area, the dairies that are really popular in our area. Uh, and so, um, yeah, that's, they learned uh, that they don't have to live in a particular area where that company is, but they could still exist and 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 uh, find a, a you know it's not just finding a career, but it's also finding a, a place that you uh, want to live and raise your family, and uh, that's really important. We we feel very blessed out here in in our area, Western Kansas, and. Jason, I hadn't thought of this till uh, recent. Uh, one of the things I used to do in the school setting when I worked at a service center, I would help communities with crisis. If they had a crisis in their school, I would go help manage it. Well, recently, uh, I've, I've helped a few, and I see the pouring out of communities uh, when there is a crisis of, uh, in, a, in a school, in a, in a community, and and I'm not saying that doesn't happen other places. I'm just saying in Western Kansas, when there when people need help, there's a whole bunch of people that jump in here and 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 really work to help other people. And I think that's really important in someone's life to be able to live in a place that you're supported by others. Uh, and and we don't advertise that enough. We talk about jobs. We talk about. Uh, other things, but also living a quality life, a life that, that satisfies you, that satisfies your family. Uh, you know, I, I talk a lot with kids about finding a career uh, that you never work at, something that you would, you know, that you're, you would spend every day doing and, and you get to live, live that life uh, and, and you're, you're totally satisfied, not just doing something for a dollar. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, Joe, one of the things that that I, that surprised me, you know, I, I talked to several of the students while I was out there, and uh, I, I guess it, it might be fair to say that the prevailing thought is that if you if kid that grows up in, in Southwest or Western Kansas uh, is just itching to get out and move somewhere else, but all the kids I talked to, uh, they loved life out there, and they, they talked about wanting to stay there some of them wanted to they didn't want to even go away to college for for a few of them i talked to um and that kind of stood out to me and they talked about what they enjoyed about life out there they, they liked that they had family and friends they liked that it was familiar they liked that um that, that it wasn't there weren't big cities to to deal with um and that and that kind of uh that kind of hit me a little bit that there's a lot of kids that like life out there and we don't talk about that very often either <laughs> that, that's that's spot on Jason. you know one of the things we've been working on with our leadership staff is is uh, and i use this term allowing and, and, and empowering uh because uh, i've been guilty of it of telling kids what to do and that and and so but one of the other things we've added to that is to be positive allowing and empowering our students to be positive, productive teammates. Now, when you think of that word teammate, if you're a good teammate, you're going to be successful no matter what you do. 
you and the legislature. If you're a good teammate, you work with other people for the good of the cause. If yeah. you're a selfish teammate, you're just trying to get what you want out of it. And unfortunately, if some of our kids are watching NBA or whatever, we, we see a lot of selfishness. And so when we go back, if you truly want to live in, uh, uh, the life that, that, that I believe is important, you, you become a great teammate. When you become a great teammate, that works in everything you do. And so that's another thing we're working with. And, and we feel like uh, out in our area, and this is not just for our area. It just has to be we're in this area. Yeah. I have people contacting me in the Wichita area, the small schools that are getting smaller. I've had people contact me in Southeast Kansas because I go to these schools all over the state and I work with kids and they're going, Hey, I'm hearing about this program you guys are doing. We need to keep our kids at, 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 at whatever, you know, at Chaparral, at Anthony, we need to do this. What are some things you're doing that we can do? So we're doing it in Southwest Kansas because we want our people to live out here, but it can go on anywhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, there was another thing I wanted to ask you about a little more. You, you talked about uh, kind of the, the realization that kids uh, are afraid, maybe afraid to make mistakes, and maybe we haven't done as good a job as, as adults empowering them and allowing them to, to, to do things uh, and feel the freedom to fail and learn from that. Um, I was thinking about that. You did at the educational one. There, there were some exercises that that you had us all do um, that felt like they were a little bit designed to make us a little bit uncomfortable, um, but make us uh, do it anyway. And then when we did, you realize it's it's not so bad after all. And then, and and you kind of incorporate that a couple a couple of times throughout the session, right? Correct. Correct. We, uh, uh, I've been blessed in my life. I've been an educator, but for the last 20 years, I've got to go around and work with a lot of people, a lot of kids, especially now the kids have become adults and they're in businesses. So they're asking me to do this with business training of leadership, stepping out of your comfort zone. And the number one thing I hear back from them is, hey, Joe, you, you help to step out of our comfort zone and grow. And we all know we don't grow unless we do that. And uh, But you can't force it upon them. You've got a, a different strokes for different folks. Some people can do that gradually uh, and that. So, yes, we do incorporate that in, into these and 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 not just uh, what I'm presenting. A lot of our speakers, if you remember, mm -hmm. did the very same thing. And and we're very fortunate uh, with that. I have businesses. Not only are, we have no budget, we have no no income. We feed all the kids. We feed all of them the day of the thing. It's all volunteer. Uh, people have donated. Uh, the people the people that have been coming to these meetings. Uh, Everybody uh, uh, donates their time, and and they're excited. Uh, and it's been interesting like that the governor's committee, uh, Advantage Kansas. We have several of the uh, board members, or not board members, but people are on that committee that the governor put together. Uh, Cynthia Lane uh, and and Fred Dirksen, who's the superintendent at, at Dodge City. Are co-chairing that committee. Well, we have uh, 
several people that are on that committee that are involved with us. Uh, one is is Tom Jones. I mentioned him at High Plains Feeders. We have Bob Kreitzer, who's with Tatro Plumbing, and and the, he's part of that committee. And then we we and Dan uh, Whistler, he's right there in Hutch. Uh, that uh, he started seeing, I posted something on Facebook or something. He saw what we're doing and he said, Hey, I want to be part of this. I want to do that. So uh, for a a no staff, a no money, uh, a no budget, uh, we're making some strides. Oh yeah. And that was amazing to me when I saw that that you wouldn't know that you didn't have a budget or or anything, but you really got buy-in from the community and all of your partners um, who seem, I mean, they're willing to put everything behind it uh, because they believe in it, it seemed. And uh, yeah, it's it, you wouldn't know you didn't have a budget. Well, talk to me a little bit. Um, well, th- another question on this, um, as you were talking about the ag element, and I remember this in the education, it, you're, you're also kind of presenting to them the, the full spectrum of careers that are available. I think we, we sometimes get tunnel vision that if I'm going to go into teaching, I'm going to be a teacher. If I'm going to go into agriculture, I'm going to be a farmer. Um, and, and part of what you're doing in this is dissecting all the possible careers because even, even something like farming and ranching or teaching has a lot of different elements that go into it. And, and part of what you did a really good job and all the speakers did a good job of is talking about um, not only there, there are all these different careers that are adjacent to the the, the industry, um, they're vital to it. And um, you connected them with resources, educational resources and career resources to say, if you want to do this, there's somebody right over there you can go talk to and they'll, sh- they'll get you on the path to where you want to be. That, that's spot on. Um, I'm so happy you mentioned that because you're, you're exactly right. Uh, uh, when we when we bring up education, we think of teachers, and there's a high need of teachers, and particularly in our area, and there's going to be a bigger need. But we also talked about coaching officials, uh, bus drivers, uh, uh, everything in education. You know, uh, uh, education's been my life, and and you see these people or paraprofessionals that are totally dedicated that aren't making a lot of money, and and so we want people, and and even uh, if you remember, we had all three uh, community colleges in, and they talked about possibilities and working in our community colleges and, and vocational areas and, and that. And we did that something similar with that, with agriculture uh, and, and try to expose these kids. You know, I, an example was I, I, I love sports. And the only thing I thought I could do to continue sports was to be a coach. Well, there's all kinds of opportunities to keep your sports interest. You could be a, a writer like you that, you know, or, or that. And, and a lot of our kids are not exposed to other opportunities. Well, I, I like, I'm anxious for our healthcare one because a lot of kids, well, I'm going to go into healthcare. I need to be a nurse. I need to be a doctor. And they're going to find out and they're going to be exposed to all of these different types of careers where they can stay and, and live in our area or even move away and come back. Uh, uh, that uh, a lot of us uh, don't know about. And I think if you remember, one of the other things kids found out is there's some tremendous opportunities for funding mm-hmm. uh, to be able to go to school, to go to vocational, 
that our companies, uh, whether it's a, a State Department of Education, uh, you know, we've got so many people from the State Department of Education that have jumped on the bag of, uh, band uh, wagon with us. G.A. Bowie, who's the head of United School Administrators, he spoke that day with them. But we have the State Department of Ed that's wanting to be part of it. We had a lady that's the head of the Kansas Principals Association that that, that spoke that day. Um, and and so they're seeing that, that, that we need to have these people for Kansas education and other careers. So, you know, we can't have we can't have schools without students and yeah. we can't have students without families in the community. You can't have a grocery store unless you've got a family in the community. It all ties in. Uh, you see these schools, well, these schools are getting smaller. Well, if the schools get smaller, the community gets smaller because there's no people to buy whatever needs to be to keep that, that, that business in the community. Yeah. So talking about that, um, you know, if you, if, you just read, if you just read the stories uh, from a lot of Kansas, actually, um, you do hear a lot about, you know, people leaving, towns getting smaller and, and things like that. But like we talked earlier, uh, when I talk to the kids, they really like life in, in that area. Uh, for someone who's not terribly familiar with the area or maybe only is driven through a couple of times, what, what, is, what is special about life in your part of the state? That's a great question. Um, one of my favorite terms, uh, Jason, maybe uh, the only one that I've come up with on my own in all the stuff I do is, is I, I believe we have to slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're, we go a hundred mile an hour and, uh, uh, and we don't slow down, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. I talk to teachers all the time about it. We get in we start teaching, 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 and we forget about building relationships. So if you slow down to build relationships, then later on you can speed up and teach your benchmarks, your indicators. I think Southwest Kansas and Western Kansas provides that slow down piece in life where we spend more time on relationships and going from there. And then we can speed up and, and produce and do all of these things. Uh, you know, the mentality of agriculture, the mentality of, of a farmer, I've never been one, but I've sure worked with lots of them as a crop adjuster and things. And, you know, they've got their, their times where it's really, really fast and they got their times where it's really, really slow mm-hmm. um, in some sense. But I think that helps them appreciate the other times. So if I, if I would narrow it down to one thing and, you know, I've never been asked that question, Jason. And uh, so you caught me and, and I, I really believe that is uh, I believe we have an opportunity to slow down and appreciate things out here more. You know, when we take, when we drive somewhere uh, uh, for 30 minutes, we might pass two cars and a couple of cows where you drive 30 minutes in Kansas City and all you're doing is darting in, out, and around there. So I, I really think the answer maybe is is uh, we get to slow down and appreciate things out here. And we still speed up and do a lot of things. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good answer though, because I, I I feel that way too. I feel like it, you could you can really take the time to see what's there, see what's around you, and like you said, build the relationships. Um, but because you have those things in place, when it's time to, when it's time to do work, you can do it, you can do it pretty quick. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's a great lesson for our young people. Uh, like I shared, I get to train several businesses. And the number one thing we eat in the business world is relationships, just like no different than when you're in school or your your outstanding volleyball team. If they have good relationships, they're going to be successful. And uh, we sometimes forget about that. We deal a lot with uh, uh, knowledge and facts, but we forget the, the relationship piece. Yeah. I think that's I you know as you as you were talking just then it made me think that um, we don't just well we don't just exist in a place we live in a place and part of living is the the people that are around us and the, and the interactions we have with them and the relationships we build with them you can exist anywhere um, but a life is really the people that are there that are in it with you and and the people that. You, you invest time in and people who invest time in you. And that's really what I guess to me creates that kind of richness uh, in life. And yeah. I, that's what I saw when I was out there. There was a, and I think the kids picked up on that too, that there, there was a group of people that were investing time into them and effort into them. Uh, and, and I think that meant a lot to them on that kind of what, what sort of feedback are you hearing both from the business community and from uh, the students uh, after you've done a couple of these? Great question. We've actually uh, asked some of our, our, our sponsors of the, of the kids they bring to get some feedback and send it to us. And, uh, uh, and, and we've gotten quite a bit. And not only do the love of the day they love the pace of the day where they get exposed to different types of things. They also get to learn a little bit internally. Uh, they get to learn about how being a great teammate, but they also always, to a T, they've all walked away with something that they didn't know when they walked in. And if you really stop and think about that, in every class period, everything that you teach as an educator, whatever, if you learn something in that, two, three, four, five hours that you're with someone that you can use and you feel good about, you you walk away feeling, well, that's worth my time today. How many times do you go to a meeting all day and you walk back and you're just the same person that you were when you uh, when you walked in there? You're, uh, you, you feel like you wasted a day. Uh, I don't feel like, uh, and I'm sure there's a few. I mean, we're all humans. But uh, I, I've had so many, not just kids, but other sponsors, other companies, uh, the, uh, the, the business people come back and go, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about that. That was interesting. And to me, that, that's what makes it all worthwhile. You know, uh, I think the one thing I, I would center that around and what I've come out with it the most is we've got a team of people right now that are investing a lot of effort on this. And I've been blessed enough to get to know these people that I didn't know before. So uh, Joe Coles is really blessed because I've got to grow by the people that I'm around and that. I, I, I have laughed because uh, Tom Jones and Boyd Orr and Jay Zare have been very, we, we communicate a lot. And they're always saying, Joe's always telling these kids I hope you get to be me someday. And, uh, and <laughs> I laugh because I say, I hope you get to be me, not in what I do, but that I get to do something for that I would do for free every day and I get to make a living of it. 
And uh, I, isn't that the isn't that the key to success when you get to do something every day? And we all have our our down moments, but if you get to do something that you go to you go to quote I don't even call it work, but if you go and you feel good all day, and then you get to make the living that you desire. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's really important when I say a living, it's got to be a living that you desire, something that that satisfy your needs. And I, I think that's another reason why so many people are attracted to this is they see a little slower pace and they get to see people that care about one another rather than just a job. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And then and you talked about the the kind of the structure of the meeting and you could spend all day in a meeting and walk out of it and feel exactly the way you did when you went in. One thing I noticed during the educational session was uh, you. we talked about this a little bit afterwards. This, each speaker had a relatively short amount of time and you changed it up throughout the day. Um, and I don't think, I expected that a room full of teenagers in a meeting about careers that I'd watch half of them fall asleep and I didn't see any of them fall asleep. And, 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 and you intentionally did that too, where you kind of had it, where it's a little bit of a little bit of a shorter, shorter time period, moving things along. And it, and it really seemed to hold everyone's interest. Well, thank you. Um, believe me, I've, I've, I've learned over a number of years. I, I've got to host a lot of things in my life. And uh, particularly on the last 20 on the speaking thing, I have, we have a deal called the Uncommon Leader, the Uncommon Athlete. And uh, I've learned how we have to change things up. Attention span is so important. You know, uh, uh, a high school kid's attention span is about 12 to 15 minutes. And, and we need to understand that and respect that. So and if you get back to back to back of that, just telling rather than, uh, getting them involved. And uh, so I've learned that, but I've also, uh, that uh, a lot of what you saw was credited from the speakers. They were really good at that. So what you might've thought I was tactful and put together, they really handled most of it. Yeah. <laughs> they knew how to do that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, so in the future, you've got, you've done two of these, you've got two more planned. You've got um, healthcare and the vocational one is still to come. Uh, and thinking about the future, you kind of want to keep this going uh, in, into the coming years, right? Absolutely. Um, and kind of in the same format, you think? Yeah, you know, we'll adjust as time goes along. Uh, we get feedback. We're having a meeting Friday with as many as it can attend, just a, a Zoom meeting uh, on what other ideas. And we're constantly looking to grow. Uh, one of the things I, I, I've had people say, how can we get junior high kids involved and get them thinking about this? And so we're going to talk about some ways to get junior high kids. Uh, you know, in today's world, uh, you've got to think about how can we transport them? How can we, uh, you know, have a meeting? Uh, you know, some. And so we want to definitely get that involved. Another uh, passion of mine because of these things I told you with businesses is called student led where students lead things, not just we adults, but get students involved. And this has turned out tremendous. We've got schools doing it. Well, I want to do that with this. So I hope to get it this spring where we have a student-led team from a variety of schools that will meet with us and give us suggestions on the way they think we need to go next. 
And if they get involved in what we need to go next, they're the ones, they're the troopers, they're the people inside. And then all of a sudden you get those, those kids that are leading this uh, and they want to live in Western Kansas. They're going to promote it even more. So uh, if we don't get it started this spring, which I'm, we're still working at it, it'll definitely start next year where we'll have a student-led process that meets uh, four or five times a year, and they will plan these things, and we'll just keep growing and new ideas. And uh, so this is sustainable, Jason. This is not a, a, a one-time, two-time shot. Uh, we're getting a buy-in that it doesn't take uh, one person, two persons to keep this thing rolling. We we want a we want a group of people that are involved with this. That's that's good. You know, I was I, I was listening to you kind of talk about this and trying to move towards a student-led thing. You know, there seems to be, or it's pretty easy to hear criticism uh, and generalized complaints about the kids these days or or whatever. But in all of my conversations with you, you definitely don't have that thought or that idea about, about kids. When you look at this younger generation, what do you see? I see kids that are starving to get better. Um, you know, I, I spent most of my career in education as a counselor. And, um, you know, we complain a lot about families. We complain a lot about uh, kids that are problems. Uh, what we need to do is, and, and I think you've picked up on it. I'm not a big complainer about things. I want to do things about it. Uh, I think it's, 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 it's just remarkable when you get a, put a kid in position of leadership, how much they'll take that responsibility and go from it. Uh, I just feel like that, you know, what, what a lot of times for over the years we call student leadership or student led leadership is we tell a kid what to do and how to do it, and then they go out and they present on it. And I did that at the beginning of my things. Uh, and it's just the last few years I've come and I, and I is saying, okay, we got this problem. Our, our people are, are leaving Southwest Kansas. Our schools are getting smaller. Uh, our communities are getting smaller. What ideas do you think that, that, that can help us with this? And then once they come up with that idea and, and they have some, some, some part of it, then they're going to go out and do things. And, and that's not just in our little project. That's in life. You know, uh, this is why I, I, I just see kids. Uh, we were in Dodge City Leadership Kids the other day, and uh, uh, they're, we're, we're giving them an opportunity. They want to go down, these high school kids want to go down to the elementary schools and, and visit with kids about things like bullying, visit with kids about uh, things uh, on the, the moderation with technology. These are ideas that they came up with that they're going to go out and do something about, not something that, that we adults say, we got a problem with this, go fix it, you know, and, uh, and here's how to fix it. And uh, I think anytime it's just like you and I, if we get invested in something and have buy-in with something, we're more motivated to do something about it. Oh, that's absolutely. What, that's what we're trying to do with kids. That's good. Well, Joe, I, I, think, uh, I think what you're doing out there is a, a really good deal. And I, I was glad that I got to go out and, and see part of it and see what you were doing. And I'm really looking forward to what you guys got coming around the corner. I'd like to thank a few of the people who've helped make that podcast and Hutch possible. 
My son Mitchell Probst wrote and recorded the music for the show. Jenny Brigette put together some great graphics and promotional art. And Chris Acker helps overcome my mistakes to produce a great sounding product every episode. That podcast in Hutch is made possible through a collaboration between the Hutchison Arts and Culture Collective and Salt City Sound. They're working to bring resources and infrastructure to support art, music, and storytelling in our community. If you have an idea for your own podcast, reach out to them at podcasts at saltcitysound.net. If you enjoy that podcast in Hutch, be sure to subscribe and share it with all your friends. You can also help support this production by subscribing to thatguyinhutch.substack.com or by emailing me at thatguyinhutch at gmail.com to learn about sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next week. A Salt City Sound production.